Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I will be reviewing 1998's Ringmaster. How you guys doing and welcome to the show. This is episode 46 of the I Watch This As An Adult podcast. Today I'm going to be reviewing Ringmaster from 1998, the Jerry Springer movie. A lot of people just call it the Jerry Springer movie. We were like, oh yeah, it's the Jerry Springer movie, but the movie's called Ringmaster. But anyway, um, I digress on that shit. Uh, I always like to talk about the things that I watch this week and what a week it was because the biggest thing I watched this week was the uh season finale of the United States of America <laughs> that was the biggest thing I watched this week uh all those goddamn idiots storming fucking Capitol Hill I saw that shit happen uh I'm gonna get in depth because I'm gonna get in depth in this because I want you guys to know that I am not one of those uh I'm not one of those critics. I guess you can call me a critic. I don't know what you would call me, critic podcaster, cause like here I just talk about pop culture, I talk about movies, like older movies from the past. But I I'm not going to ignore this and be like, oh, positivity and you know, let's not think about this and all this stuff. No, this this is a big fucking deal and it needs to be talked about. And first off, if you're a Trump supporter, get the fuck out of here. You know, like get the fuck out of here. I I don't want you I don't want your business. Get out of here. Um cuz what what happened this past week? What happened this past week last week was fucking deplorable got these idiots fucking storming capitol hill breaking windows breaking into elected officials offices sitting in their chairs stealing shit from them going on to the goddamn senate hall taking fucking pictures in the senate hall and all this other shit beating a cop to death these motherfuckers beat a cop to death with a fire extinguisher. They beat him. These are the people that are supposedly about Blue Lives Matter until Blue Lives get in their face and then it's all bets are off. Okay, I'm coming in hot. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm coming in fucking hot about this shit. But I'm coming, like I said, I'm coming in hot. Um, you're gonna beat a cop to death with a fire extinguisher? Can you? If there was a black, if it was a, if there was a black guy that did that shit, it was black people that beat a cop to death. All bets are off. The gloves would be off. They'd be like, "Oh, look at those despicable black thugs! Look at those despicable criminals!" You know, like they'd be the main ones, but I heard there was, I heard there was a, uh, 
somewhere where they said like they tried to make it like the the cop died of a heart attack they tried to make it they tried to spin this into like the cop dying of a heart attack I, I i heard that somewhere i read that somewhere i forgot where i read it but i read that somewhere and i was like you spin cycle motherfuckers it's just like the lady that they spoke to that said she got maced but she had a fucking onion in her fucking hand she's like oh my god they maced me and you can see the goddamn onion in her fucking hand, she had in a fucking towel or napkin or whatever the fuck she had. You know, like she she had it, she had it there. And it was like these people, I'm like, these people, I'm on one hand, I'm glad it happened. On one hand, I'm I'm I, I, I'm disappointed that it happened. I'm not shocked that it happened, but I'm disappointed that it happened. <laughs> you know, but in one way, in another way, I'm glad that it happened because you got to see the faces of all these racist motherfuckers. That's the only reason I'm, I'm glad it happened, because you got to see the faces of all these racist motherfuckers. You're like, they got to go. They got to fucking go. All this, uh, all this Proud Boys, uh, Deep State, uh, Southern Trump, Trump rally bullshit. And then, not even Southern, there's people from all over. You know, like there's Trump, there's Trump supporters everywhere. I'm not, we're not just going, we're not just going to delegate it to the deep south. We're not just going to delegate it to the south. There's Trump supporters in the east coast. There's Trump supporters in the Midwest. There's Trump supporters on the west coast. You know, I heard somebody say there's Trump supporters in Canada. <laughs> For some reason, I'm like, I read that. I was like, what? Trump supporters in Canada? I'm like, this is not even your fucking country. How are you? You know, you know. And I was like. I was like, all those guys, like, everybody that was in that goddamn, everybody that was in that goddamn Capitol Hill that fucking started in, that fucking started an insurrection, that participated in an insurrection, because that's what it is, uh, that's what it is, it's a fucking insurrection, it's fucking treason, you win against your own goddamn country, and you win against people that were elected officials this goddamn country like you broke into a fucking capital you broke into a fucking federal building it's a government building you broke into a government building and vandalized it all these people need to be all these people need to be prosecuted to the ex, to the extremest amount of the law the most the most extreme amount of the law they they need to they need to be punished they need to be punished and i'm not i'm not even talking about a you need to get trump too get trump uh get ted cruz's bitch ass i live in i live in the state of texas i know but i live in the state of texas but like i hate that motherfucker he needs to go uh get uh, josh hawley who was like egging this shit on uh, get him, get all these motherfuckers that were egging this shit on, get Donald, like I said, get Donald Trump for making this shit happen, get Rudy Giuliani talking about combat, talking about trial by combat, get that m- fucking goblin looking motherfucker, get him, and like, they all need to be put in front of a firing squad and gun the fuck down, that's what they need to do. They need to get all of them, put them in front of a, 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 a firing squad, and gun them the fuck down. That's what needs to happen. 
Then they like spray them all. Spray everybody that was involved in this shit. Everybody that fucking instigated this shit. Spray them all. I know a lot of people are, oh my god, that's so fucking extreme. But no, that's what you that's what happens to fucking traitors to a country. They get murdered. They get executed. That's what happens to traitors. Okay? I'm not standing for the shit. Okay? If I was the president, all the motherfuckers would be executed. All the motherfuckers would be dead. That's all I'm saying about that. Moving on to something a little bit more calming. You know, (laughs) I watched the Tiger Woods documentary last night. (laughs) I watched the Tiger Woods documentary last night on HBO. (laughs) Man, it, it was a... It's not as fat. It's not as fascinating as the last dance because I think the last dance was like the greatest, like, like what eight part? It was like a ten part documentary, greatest ten part documentary I've ever fucking seen. I always go back to it. Even I've watched the last dance like at least five times now. <laughs> I watched the last dance at least five times. Uh. But this one, this one, it's okay. We're only on part one. I don't know how many parts it is. That's a that's another thing. I don't know how many parts this because like this part one. I think there's a part two next week. I don't know how many parts this uh, documentary is gonna have. I should I should have looked it up. But I hope it's two parts because I don't want to. I don't want to sit through ten parts of Tiger. I don't want to sit through four parts of Tiger. I don't think other than uh, other than the broads. And, 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 and I think like the drunk driving and shit. Um, I, I don't think Tiger's that interesting. You know, I don't think Tiger's that interesting to, to make like fucking even like three, four parts about Tiger Woods. You know, two parts. If next week is it, I'm cool with that because that's when they're gonna get into the most juicy shit. Because this uh on this episode they just got in the Tiger's upbringing. They talked about the relationship between him and his dad. They talked about the relationship between him and his mom. Uh, they talked about how he got in the golf. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna save. There's somebody on here. I'm gonna save for later. Uh, they just went through like his. They just went through his career and his rise to stardom. You know, you know how most of this shit starts. Uh, uh, there were a couple of people on here. There's one in particular. Uh, I watched. This, I actually watched this documentary with my wife, and both of us were like, "Why is this person here?" Um, I'm a little bit lenient about it, but I'm a little bit lenient about it. But my wife was like, "No, why is this person here?" <laughs> you know. But uh, they had one of Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriends on the on the documentary. She was like his high school into like maybe I think college girlfriend. She's like they met in high school. I think they met when they were like 15 years old, and she was his girlfriend, and. She really got on my goddamn nerves. She really got on my nerves. I forgot her name. I think her name was like Dina, Dina something. Uh, but yeah, man, she got on my nerves because she was she was trying to act like she was gonna be there for. I almost called him Kobe. Shit, uh, she tried to act like he was there. She was there for Tiger. I almost called Tiger Woods Kobe Bryant. What the fuck? Um, rest in peace, Black Mamba. It'd be coming up on an anniversary, but um, but yeah, uh, she tried to act like she tried to act like she was there for Tiger, but like really, she was gaming him. She knew there's a lot of there's a lot of girls 
out there that will act like they for you, but they really gaming you. You know, like you know, you know those type of women. If a lot of guys know those type of women, uh, she acting like she she gonna act like she a down bitch. She gonna act like she true to you. She gonna act like she got your back. You know, like you ain't you ain't got to worry about you ain't got to worry about nothing, baby. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about nothing, baby. But in the in the background, she's scheming. She a scheming asshole. And that's that's Tiger Woods high school girlfriend. That's his that's his high school. Tiger Woods high school girlfriend was a scheming asshole. You know, I can just look at her. You look at her now. You like you look at her now and look at the way she dressed. She dressed like a scheming asshole. You know, uh, she's a little she was a little blonde. Blonde head, blue eyed, I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really look at her eyes all that good. Uh, she was a little blonde head, scheming asshole. That's what Tiger Woods' ex girlfriend was. And she just mad that she didn't reap the benefits. So that's all she was mad about. She was mad that she didn't reap the benefits. And that's why she owned the goddamn documentary. Uh, moving along, there's also this other guy that was like Tiger's mentor. <laughs> I think he was like Earl uh, Earl Woods, uh, Tiger's father. He was like his like his friend on the golf course, and like he was like one of the guys that uh, taught Tiger. And he told he told the story that he didn't really. I don't know because like he it looked like he didn't really want to tell the story, but he told the story because <laughs> like the way he was talking, he was like ah fuck, I don't want to fucking talk about this, but. Yeah, me and Tiger's dad was running hoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much that was pretty much it. He was like he was like, I don't wanna tell this story, but me and Tiger's dad was running hoes. Like we was we was running hoes on the golf course. We had a Winnebago and we going at Winnebago and we were fuck hoes. You know, pretty much. He was like Yeah, he was like, I was married, Earl was married, Tiger was there. You know, like he he wasn't like in he wasn't like in the Winnebago, but he was around and like he see all these females, you know, so yeah, it was like we we was running hoes. Me, me and Tiger Daddy was out here slaying these hoes. Is pretty much what he was saying. But yeah, just all in all, they were talking about. Uh, they were showing Tiger's game. Tiger is. I'm going to give it up to Tiger Woods and say that Tiger Woods is one of the most amazing athletes on the planet. <laughs> he's he he he's up there with Jordan. You know, he's up there with Jordan as like one of the most amazing most focused most driven like athletes i've ever fucking seen you know i know a lot of people are like, go for your score you sport you just standing there like nah you see what you watch this documentary and you see what tiger woods can do with a goddamn with a goddamn golf ball <laughs> and a god and, and a fucking uh what do they call those i don't really fucking watch golf but uh, you see what he can do with a fucking nine iron, you know? You see what he do with that fucking. You see what he do with that. You, you're you're gonna be fucking amazed. Cause as a dude that don't even watch golf, I was like, dude, he's fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know like a fucking. I don't even know like a couple golfers. I know Jack Nicholas. I know Phil Mickelson. I know uh, what's the fat guy? The fat blonde guy. What's his name? Uh, John Daly. I know him. Uh, there's the Indian dude and the, the Asian girl. What's her name? Michelle Wee. Those are the only like golfers that I fucking know. Uh, like everybody else, I don't fuck. I don't really. I don't really fuck with golf like that. So uh, I don't really fuck with it like that. But Tiger, 
is one of the he's got to be one of the most amazing athletes I've ever fucking seen. You know, this this documentary just proved that shit to me. I was like, this dude's amazing. <laughs> he's he's a fucking he's a fucking magician with what he can do on that goddamn golf course. Fucking magician. But all in all, man, all the real juicy shit that you want to hear about the fucking his wife coming after him with the fucking uh, nine iron, the the, the 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 cheating, the 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 the, the arrests, and like all this shit, all that shit. They gonna say that for part two. I already know, they, they like, cause like they 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 coming at the end with like one of his hoes. She just sitting there and she just opened her mouth one time and then they just cut it off and you're like, oh shit, the shit is about to go the fuck down and I am watching next week. So, uh, like, I'm watching that shit next week. Good lord. Um, yeah, but, I don't know, like, it's a, it's a good documentary. It's a good documentary. But, uh, another thing, like, they, they talked about him, they talked about him and his wife, uh, Elin. They talked about that. I think she was a thorough, I, I think she was thorough. I think she was a thorough broad, but I'll probably say that for part two, because I'm probably gonna talk about talk part two next week, uh, if I get the chance to. But, yeah, man. I'm gonna take a break. Be right back after these messages with Ringmaster. Alright, guys, welcome back to the show. Ringmaster 1998. You know, I like to start this review off. Start up started off with how I saw this movie as a kid. I actually saw this movie, regrettably, in the theater with my mom, and yes, she was very regretful about it as well. Uh, We actually saw this at the, I think I remember, we actually saw this at the Dollar Theater in the Lakeside Mall, was it, not the Lakeside Mall, oh goddamn, the uh, Plaza Mall. In uh in uh New Orleans East when they had a um people from New Orleans know people from New Orleans East know about the Plaza Mall. Um we saw this in the Plaza Mall at the Dollar Theater that they had, which I believe a couple months later got shut down, you know. <laughs> Cause that theater was always that theater and uh there, we had another theater, a bigger theater, I think it was called the East Lake. I want to say I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it's called the East Lake, and the East Lake. I think the East Lake shut down first. I think that shut down in 1998. We used to go to the East Lake all the time. I remember. I remember going to the East Lake. Like my dad used to take us to the East Lake all the time. I saw every movie that I saw as mostly every movie I saw as a kid. I saw the I saw the East Lake Theater in New Orleans East. And it shut down, and so you had to go to uh, you had to go to um, not Metairie, uh, which Metairie had a theater too. They had a theater in uh, the Lakeside Mall, but I think that shut down too. That that, that theater is not all that good. That theater wasn't all that good as well. Um, what's the other theater? Shit. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, uh, we had to go to the, uh, the, 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 the palace, I think it was called, it was called the palace, it's in, uh, I think it was in, uh, Harahand, it's like, you had to go all the way to fucking Harahand to see a fucking movie, 
And then uh uh Metairie got a palace on like on like at the Clearwood Mall. It was in the Clearwood Mall. And it was in the Clearwood Mall. I remember that. And like they had a theater, so like we would go there. And so like until we had our own uh we had our own grand it's like the palace was the grand pretty much. If you have a grand theater, you know about the grand. Uh, like then we got our own grand in New Orleans East about like around like 2001, 2002, you know, and then that's where we went to go see movies from then on there. But um, yeah, uh, we went to go see this movie at the Dollar Theater. I'm trying to remember if this was during the summer or if this was because I have a younger sister, and in '98 she was. Five, I want to say, I want to say she was like five years old in 1998, and I don't think we took her. To, I don't think we took. I don't think she was in the theater when we saw this. I think she was. I don't know if my mom. I don't know if my mom pulled me out of school. I don't know if this was during the summer and like she was with my. Uh, she was with my grandmother at the time, probably. I don't know, but me and my mom's our ringmaster, and my mom was like a like my parents like Jerry Springer. You know, they watch the Jerry Springer show all the time. They would let me watch the Jerry Springer show, which I'm like, why would you let a kid watch the Jerry Springer show? But kids at my school was talking about the Jerry Springer show. You know, when I was in like, when I was in middle school, when I was like in like seventh grade, we like, oh shit, you saw the Jerry Springer show? You saw this shit? We would we would talk about the Jerry Springer show. We like eleven and we like twelve and like thirteen years old talking about the goddamn Jerry Springer show. But uh, <laughs> like those were the days. Um, but yeah, my mom was very regretful about taking me to see that movie because, like, she saw everything that was going on. Maybe she was just regretful because it's, I'll get into that later, but, (laughs) but, but I think it was mostly for the nudity. She always tried to keep, she always tried to keep nudity away from me for some reason, even though at that time I was like 12. I was 12 and I think I had already saw a set of titties, you know, so like in real life, you know, like I had already saw a girl's tits already, you know, like, like in in, in living color in 3D, like right in my face, you know, so, uh, so like you weren't, you weren't shielding me from anything. I already saw them titties, but, uh, (laughs) but at that time, but yeah, it was 98. Yeah, it was 98. It was like, it was like middle of 1998 so yeah i had already saw my first pair of tits uh yeah but anyway uh <laughs> but anyway yeah moving on let's talk about the production of this movie if you if the if you could call it that uh this movie was directed by neil abramson who mostly directed music videos which nine times out of ten is not a good sign uh remember hype Williams made belly everybody remember that hype williams uh zach snyder started off in music videos michael bay i believe started off in music videos and i know like those guys have gone on to do great things they're going on to do great things but they're not the best directors i just say that they're not the best directors but yeah so like if you if if you hear that oh there's another guy what's that other guy little x like, I think, like, the, the other music video guy, Little X, I think he directs, he, he directs movies, and they're never all that good, so, yeah, first rule, if this guy used to direct music videos nine times out of ten, he's not a good film director, so, 
Moving on. Um, the movie was written by someone named John Bernstein. He didn't. I didn't really find any other writing credits, so this was it for old Johnny Boy. Um, the plot. There really is no plot. There really is no plot whatsoever. The Jerry Springer show was just at the height of its popularity. And just like anything else that's super popular that they wanted to cash in. That's pretty much it. Like 1998 was the zenith of the Jerry Springer show. Because I, I want to say around like maybe 96 is when like it started popping off. Because uh, you had other shows. You had, you had other shows that were like this. You had the Morton Downey Jr. show. Uh, back in the 80s, that was like this. You had the Richard Bay show. I remember the Richard Bay show, which I really think that Jerry Springer stole a lot of the stuff that Richard Bay did. He stole a lot of the stuff that Richard Bay did and put it on his show. Because <laughs> Richard Bay lasted like maybe like two seasons, maybe. And like, Jerry Springer was just like, let's just do what Richard Bay does. Because <laughs> Richard Bay was just trash fucking tv look up if you if you don't remember the richard bay show and you've never seen the richard bay show look up the richard bay show it is the precursor to the jerry springer show uh because jerry springer was trying to because at the at the beginning jerry springer was trying to be like phil donahue and even phil donahue could get a little wild at times but like he, he was more cordial uh he was trying to be like that like he was trying to be phil donahue he was trying to be even more povich was trying to be phil Don, donahue at the beginning because Maury Povich was very, very... Because he was just coming off of being like a television news anchor. Um, uh, Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. Both those guys were like television news anchors. And uh, Maury Povich used to be on a show called The Current Current Affair. And he was still... At, at the beginning of the Maury Povich show, he was still doing like a current affair shit. You know, like like these fucking... Because a current affair was kind of like like hard copy like inside edition is now you know like they would go in depth on like scams and uh murder plots and you know all, and like talking to talk to like victims that survive uh, uh rape or whatever like that's what jerry springer and um maury povich were doing they were doing that type of shit at the time and it wasn't getting them any ratings you know it, like it wasn't doing anything for them at all they were trying to be that, uh, they were trying to be like, uh, like, even like, it was successful for guys like Montel Williams, it was successful for him, it was successful, like, for, like, Op- Oprah Winfrey just went straight, like, fucking Martha Stewart, you know, <laughs> like, she just, like, I'm just catering to women, that's my fan base, I'm going over there, so, like, she just catered to goddamn, like, uh, housewives and, and stay-at-home moms, so that was her, that was her demographic, she found her demographic, but... Yeah, that's, um, but Jerry Springer was really trying to be Phil Donahue, and he, he saw the Richard Bay show, most likely, and took everything that Richard Bay did, uh, partially Maury did that too, but he, he kind of spinned it, because, like, I believe, because, like, the two most, because the three most, the three most popular things for Maury Povich was, like, the teenagers that are out of control, it was the uh the, the 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 lie detector tests and uh the uh and uh it's the most popular thing and I kept blanking on it right now the, the the paternity test it was the paternity test and he like the paternity tests are his goddamn bread and butter he will never stop doing the paternity test he don't care how many times these bitches fuck 
He don't care how many kids these these, these broads got. Like, they can have, like, 10 kids from, like, 10 different niggas. And he don't give a fuck. You're like, come on my goddamn show. I'll find a daddy for all 10 of them motherfuckers. <laughs> you're like, that's the more, that's more povich. He also did the uh, transvestites. The, like, like you got to find out if they're a man or a woman. You know, like, those. he also did those, too. Uh, those, he, 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 he fell away from that. He fell away from the teenagers that are out of control. Uh, cause even like Jenny Jones was doing that shit. You remember the Jenny Jones show? Um, I am a talk show. I was a talk show fanatic. Okay. I was like, I still, I still like talk shows, but not as much cause I got shit to do. So <laughs> I don't watch as many talk shows as I used to, but, um, and when I was younger, um, but yeah, man, he was, but that's what Jerry Springer did. Jerry Springer took fucking Richard Bay shit and took it to the height of popularity. And that's how he got this piece of trash fucking movie. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Like, this movie is a piece of shit. Uh, movie bombed at the box office. Didn't even make his goddamn money back. <laughs> didn't make his money back. I think it only made, like, $2,000 or some shit like that. It was, it was terrible. It, like, it did not... They didn't have a they didn't have a fucking a return on 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 profits, you know. It, it, it bombed. It fucking bombed because nobody wanted to see a goddamn Jerry Springer movie. Nobody wanted that shit. Who said that we wanted a Jerry Springer movie? No one said that shit. This isn't like a critically acclaimed TV show. Even critically acclaimed TV shows don't work out too well as movies uh like sex in the city got two fucking movies and they're both trash um i'm not really a sex in the city fan so like i've, I've watched like a couple episodes and i was like yeah this shit ain't for me but uh <laughs> i thought there was gonna be sex in the city <laughs> and i was disappointed when there was no sex in the city but uh, you know <laughs> but um anyway uh, what, that was a, the, 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 I haven't seen the Breaking Bad movie. I, I, I heard mixed reviews on that. I really don't watch movies based on TV shows. I really don't. But, um, except the Power Rangers movie. And if you haven't listened to my Power Ranger movie review, go check it out. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. But anyway, yeah, like, this isn't a, this isn't a critically acclaimed TV show. It's the goddamn Jerry Springer show. You got, like, fucking, you got fucking hookers on your show you don't nobody wants to see that as a movie what the fuck um but you know you could just watch the tv show but anyway let's move on uh jerry springer plays a fictional version of himself named jerry Farrelly. i had to look this up and also it's on his uh it's on his like his nameplate at his desk in the movie i just noticed that i was like wait why is it i was looking at that i'm like wait why is his name jerry Farrelly? Why is he made? Why is he playing a fictional version of himself? And the show is called The Jerry Springer Show. <laughs> why are you Jerry Farrelly? And the show is called The Jerry Springer Show. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, also, he's a terrible actor, might I add. He is a fucking terrible actor. Half the time, it looks like he doesn't want to fucking be there. Every scene, it looks like they put a fucking gun to his head. <laughs> looks like they put a fucking gun to his head so he can fucking act. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. You know, but like, Jerry Springer's not in this movie as much. 
you know, like he he does the show. He has a couple of like scenes. A lot of his scenes don't even really mean shit. So the movie like mainly revolves around uh, the Zorzak family, played by Jamie Presley and Molly Hagen, who are a mother and daughter that live in a floor in a Florida trailer park. That that's what this movie's about. And uh, Jamie Presley is sleeping with her stepfather. Uh, and Molly Hagen is the mother who finds out about it and they pretty much go on a trip to the, to the Jerry Springer show. Uh, that's, that's pretty much the plot of the movie. That's, that's pretty much the focus of the movie. Uh, the thing that makes me most sad about this movie, goddamn, thing that makes me, like, cry thug tear is that they drag two martial arts legends like Michael Jai White and Michael Dudikoff into this trash. You know, Michael, poor Michael Jai White, poor Michael Dudikoff. Michael Jai White just came off of Spawn, by the way, <laughs> the year before. Uh, and I was like, dude, even when, even after seeing the movie as a kid, I remember, I'm like, dude, why are you in this? Why are you in this, Michael Jai White? <laughs> you just did Spawn. I was like, it's, it's upside for you. Even though Spawn didn't do well, and a lot of people panned him like he could have done something else because he people loved him as Mike Tyson he played Mike Tyson like two years before he did Spawn he played Mike Tyson and he wasn't a bad Mike Tyson <laughs> I was like dude he could have he could have they could have been like dude you did one bomb it's okay you were Tyson we gonna give you these good ass roles but no he had to go do the fucking Jerry Springer movie <laughs> and his career just fucking went down from there he was in like he was in other shit i mean like because like he was in like the universal soldier uh sequel uh he was in he's in a lot of tyler perry movies <laughs> you know like and uh he did black dynamite is really what brought him back to the forefront really black dynamite if we went for black dynamite i don't, I don't we probably wouldn't be hearing from him again but i think he he could have been a real big action star. I really think Michael Jai White missed missed his boat. You know, he could have been doing a lot of good like fucking action films. You know, that that could have been that could have been his lane. You know, like he's not the because Michael Jai White's not the best actor. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna put Michael Jai White on his pedestal and say he's his greatest fucking actor, but he could have been a great action star. You know. I mean, like he does these, he does these little, he does these little action films, and they're okay, you know. But I think he could have been on Van Damme level. I think he could have been on like Jackie Chan level. Uh, I think he could have been on like what's my man name? Uh, he could have been on Schwarzenegger level, like Seagal, all those guys. He could have been up there with all those guys. He could have been the black version of those guys. Uh, Snipes. I know Snipes. <laughs> Snipes was out here too, Wesley Snipes. But he could have, like, he could have. He could have been the next Wesley Snipes, is what I'm saying. Like, when Wesley Snipes started falling off, he could have picked that mantle up and ran with that motherfucker. But no, uh, he did fucking Ringmaster. So, uh, <laughs> that was that. And poor Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff is a guy. Michael Dudikoff, you don't know who Michael Dudikoff is. He was in the, in the uh, American Ninja movies. Um, some of my favorite movies. I love the goddamn American Ninja. But, uh... Those movies are so, those movies are so fucking cheesy, but they're so fucking good uh, at the same time to me. But um, 
But yeah, man, Michael Dudikoff is a guy that I feel just got fucking fucked over in this business. I know, I feel like he he just got fucked over because he got in, he got in bed with the Cannon Boys, uh, with the with uh Menachem Menachem uh Golan and uh, all the motherfuckers, and, like the, the fucking uh the fucking Cannon Films motherfuckers. <laughs> he got because they 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 produced American Ninja, they produced all the American Ninja films, uh, because like they would do a lot of fucking ninja films. They would do. Revenge of the Ninja, Return of the Ninja, uh, Ninja 3, The Domination, he did, they did all these goddamn fucking ninja movies, and, like, he did American Ninja, so, like, they, they had, like, like, four, they had, like, four or five American Ninja movies, you know, I think he's in, I think he's only in, like, four of them, I haven't watched the American Ninja movies in a while, in, like, a long while, but, He's, I think he's only in like four of them. I think the I think there's like a fifth one, and it's like Steve James, uh, the the guy that was like the guy that was the black guy that was like his sidekick. Uh, I think it's him that's in the last one. He takes over as the lead. But um, yeah, man, American like he, he had something going with them American Ninja movies, and like they kind of fucked him over the 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 Canon Films people because because like he was talking about how they promised him. That he was gonna be Spider Man. They had all these big, they had all these big uh, plans for him, and none of that shit came to fruition. And like, I was like, "Damn, man, that sucks," you know. But I gotta give it up to Michael Dudikoff, though. I gotta give it up to Michael Dudikoff in this movie because forty-five minutes into this movie, Michael Dudikoff just said "fuck it" <laughs> and he just left. You know, <laughs> forty-five minutes in to the movie, Michael Dudikoff is gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I am not doing this shit anymore. I'm gone. And like, even his character, even his character was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I was like, that's not his character talking. That's Michael Dudikoff. That's Michael Dudikoff talking. I was like, that's him talking. He was like, he was like fuck this. I'm gone. But uh, anyway, moving on. Um, another bright spot, if there is any bright spot in this movie, is uh, Rindy, Wendy Raquel Robinson. Uh... Wendy Raquel Robinson, you may know as the principal on the Steve Harvey show. People might know her as, uh, I think she's like old dude's mom on the game, too. She's on that. And, um, uh, fun fact, fun fact, she is my wife's cousin. So, uh, <laughs> that's another, that's another fun fact, uh, the, that my, my wife told me. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, what? But anyway, um. Or a uh, cousin-in-law, I'm sorry. I'm like, she said cousin-in-law. I'm sorry. She's her cousin-in-law. So, like, Wendy Raquel Robinson kind of related to me. But, you know, in a weird way. But, anyway, uh, moving on. But, like, yeah, she's actually pretty funny in this movie as uh, Starletta, who is, like, uh, Michael Jai White's, Michael Jai White's, like, girlfriend. Because, like, she brings Michael Jai White and her friends on the show because Michael Jai White is uh, cheating on her with one of her friends, so like she's she's out here and like she's actually she's actually funny. She she actually fucking tries. Like it, it, she she's the only she's the only she's one of the only good things about this movie. Her and uh, Molly her and uh, Molly Hay- Hagen who plays the uh, mother of uh, Jamie Priestley. They're the only two bright spots in this movie because like they're the only ones that actually fucking try. First off. You know, and I was like, dude, I don't know why y'all fucking trying this. The goddamn Jerry Springer show. <laughs> but they're actors and they're doing what actors do. They're fucking trying. I mean, 
this is like Jamie, is this Jamie Presley's first role? But like, I don't think this is Jamie Presley's first role, but like, this is where like the first role where you kind of like fucking notice her. And luckily she went on to do better things. You know, I am surprised that some of these actors went on to actually do shit. You know, Wendy Raquel Robinson, she not doing bad for herself. Uh, I've seen Molly Hagan in some things. You know, Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley was a, a, a huge star for a little bit. A lot of people like that. I like to call her the uh, prehistoric Margot Robbie. You know, because <laughs> I have to say, Jerry, Jamie Presley is one pretty white girl. <laughs> you know, like, she's a beautiful white girl. <laughs> you know, like, just like Margot Robbie. I'm like, those like, there's like, there's a couple of, there's just a couple of white girls that I'd be like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of cute. You know, <laughs> I don't, I'm not really into white women like that, but I'll, I'll be like, yeah, man, she kind of cute. But I, I, I go for that. But, uh, but yeah, man, but like I was saying, Wendy, going back to Wendy Raquel Robinson and Molly Hagan, they're the, they're the two best parts of this goddamn movie. They're the two bright spots of this movie because they actually fucking try. Uh, I feel sorry for every actor in this movie. I really do. I feel real sorry for every actor in this goddamn movie because this movie didn't have to exist. This movie exists just because the popularity of the Jerry Springer show and nobody went to go fucking see it. Nobody went to see it. It's like the movie bombed. It's like, I feel like they didn't have to do this because I felt like I said, I felt sorry for all these actors that they got dragged into this shit. And they were just like, man, I need, because actors are going to be actors, man. Actors are going to be like, yo, man, I'm going to take anything that comes my way. Because that's what an actor does. It's like, it's work. It's work. You know? It's like, that's what actors do. It's like, it's fucking work. It's like, if, if this stops me from working at the goddamn Piggly Wiggly, you know, I'm going to fucking do it. You know, like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. This is what I fucking love. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. That's what actors do. You know, so like, I feel sorry for every actor that got dragged into this shit, you know, cause like, cause this is what I was thinking. I'm like, if they wanted to do a Jerry Springer movie, what they should have done, they should have done a documentary on Jerry Springer. That's, 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 that's another way they should have, that's one way they should have done it. Or they should have done a documentary style type movie. Like, uh, this is Spinal Tap. Or uh, waiting for Guffman or Best in Show, you know, like those type. Uh, drop another movie like that. Drop Day Court, Drop Day Gorgeous. If you haven't heard about that movie, I think that was like that was with like Christy Alley and uh, Denise Richards. Uh, drop Day Gorgeous. Uh, that's another movie that's kind of like documentary style. That's about it's about beauty pageants. Um, they should have did a movie. They should have did it like Drop Day Gorgeous, and I think that came out around the same time. I want to say I'm I'm not really. I don't know if I have my years right, but I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna review that movie. <laughs> That's one movie that I'm gonna review because I actually like Drop Dead Gorgeous. I actually thought that shit was funny, but uh, I actually thought that movie was funny. But yeah, they should have did it. They should have done it like that. If you're gonna use actors, you should have did it like a documentary style type movie. And I think that's what they were trying to do, but it failed. It fucking failed, and I feel sorry for everybody involved in this movie. <laughs> I feel sorry for everybody, every actor involved in this movie. It was like, yeah, but that's pretty much it, man. This movie is just the most unnecessary movie ever. It didn't need to exist. So for that, 
I give it a zero out of five. That's it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at I watch this as an adult. If you want to keep up, don't forget to rate and comment on Apple Podcast. Uh, don't forget to download. Also, downloads help me out good. And also, uh, if you wanna if you wanna scoop me a little something something, uh, go donate on ra- Radio Public if you like what you hear. So um, until then. Oh, next movie I'm going to be reviewing. Next movie I'm going to re- be reviewing is 2004's The Perfect Score, starring Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. So that'll be the next movie I'm going to be reviewing. Until then, see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>